Hello friends, welcome to 100 Degrees Below Freezing, a story and devotional podcast where we share the experiences we've had while following Jesus in the Alaskan bush. Sometimes odd, sometimes funny, sometimes painful, but always in light of Jesus. Grab something warm and join us in the adventure. Episode 5, Frozen Poopsicles. My youngest son came running inside after playing with some friends after the church service with one of the oddest questions I've ever been asked. Daddy, there's a brown icicle hanging under the church. Should that be there? No, son. No, that should not be there. And so began what I have affectionately called the Ministry of Frozen Poopsicles. Now, my intent with this episode is not to be gross or silly, but rather to give you a glimpse into the odd life challenges here, and maybe to prick your heart towards serving your own church in practical ways. I'm assuming that the average listener does not live in the bush, so my questions would best be answered in light of that. If you have a plumbing problem, who would you call? Easy answer, right? You'd call your pastor. No, you'd call a plumber. Someone professionally trained and equipped to deal with those unfortunate sanitation system events, which always seem to happen right before a holiday or birthday party, right? They come out with their toolbox truck, make a lot of noise, charge you an insane amount of money, and then leave you with a flushable toilet. That's not how that works in the bush. Here, there is no plumber. There's only the guy who knows a thing or two about the unique plumbing systems out here. And if they're available, you ask them to give you a hand finding and then fixing said problem. Well, I'm that guy. Not because I'm professionally trained, but because I'm a quick study when it comes to do-it-yourself home repairs. You see, I've spent the last 17 years as a youth minister, church planter, and rural missionary. I've never been able to pay the plumber's bill. So I've learned to do it yourself. Plumbing isn't as straightforward here as elsewhere. Yes, there are officially codes on the books for the village, but apparently no one knew where those books were when most of the houses were being built out here. Leach fields, holding tanks, residential sewer treatment plants, hauled water systems, piped water systems, you name it, and there's probably one of them around. Each system is different, and each solution is unique. And so, each story gives a new way to serve my fellow man. I got a call one day from a man whose family had just moved to the village that summer and was a part of our church. This was their first winter in Galena, and it was a cold one. He was calling to see if I had a pipe drain snake to see if he could get his toilet to unclog. Said he had plungered it to no avail and was looking to other options. I came over and we worked on it with similar results, i.e. nothing. I was convinced one of his children had flushed something down the line, so we unbolted the toilet, lifted it from its setting, and saw ice. That's right, ice. The toilet had frozen, flush, at the flange. Apparently, the toilet flapper had a slight leak, and that little trickle was enough to create a glacier inside the pipe. Huh, I thought. I've never seen that before. That was my first thought. My second thought was echoed by my friend. So now what do we do? 
a hairdryer, rubber gloves, a towel, and a bucket. That's what you do. Another time, a gentleman who had recently moved to Galena from the deep south pulled me aside after a church service and said, when I flush the toilet, water gurgles up in the bathtub. Should it do that? No. No, it should not do that. You asked your pastor a similar question on Sunday, didn't you? No? Just me? I drove by their home and opened the door underneath the house that holds the sewer tank and saw a three-foot by four-foot by six-foot frozen cube of bush learning opportunity. Apparently, when the home had been fixed after a major river flood, the boiler had not been hooked up correctly for heat to get down to the needed space. So the question stands again. How do we fix that? Space heaters, some replacement pipe, and rubber gloves. Always rubber gloves. I've often joked that if the Lord ever gives me opportunity to run a seminary, in between taking systematic theology and church history, you'll be required to take plumbing. Because first, let's face it, you're in ministry. You won't be able to pay other people to fix stuff for you. And two, I think this kind of ministry is the equivalent to modern-day foot washing, a practical need met by someone who cares. Now, there have certainly been times when I did not have the best attitude when engaging in this practical ministry. I'm not always what you might call a joyful servant. Like the time the grinder pump on the church toilet seized. See, I told you we have one of everything. We realized this on a Saturday after it had stewed for a week. And I didn't want to be messing with that on my day off. But I wanted people to not have to have the distraction of a non-working bathroom to hinder their ability to participate fully in the church service. While doing my best not to vomit, I was thinking about all my other pastor friends who weren't having to do what I was presently doing on that Saturday evening. The grass sure was looking greener anywhere except here. But then Sunday came, and my sweet church family worshipped, prayed, spent time in the Word together, ate a meal together, used a functioning bathroom, and grew in grace and truth. An older pastor once told me at my ordination that the folks you serve won't care what you know till they know that you care. I've found that to be true. It's the practical ways that we serve one another that demonstrate our love for one another. The book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 34, has an incredible statement about the early church. It says, There was not a needy person among them. They figured out ways to meet each other's needs. Another example is when Peter hears of the death of the deaconess Dorcas. All the widows whom she served were showing him the tunics and garments that she had made for them. Practical, self-sacrificing service. And of course, the greatest example of meeting our practical need is Jesus, who took on our sinfulness, guilt, and shame, and gave to us his righteousness, doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. You may not have phone calls asking how to thaw a sewer line, but if you're in relationship with people, always be looking for ways you can serve them. A meal here, a ride there, some mechanical or home decorating advice when it's helpful, practical, everyday, ordinary ways you can serve your fellow man. Jesus washed feet. You can plunge a toilet. 
For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of 100 Degrees Below Freezing. To you, friends, I say, stay warm and never stop needing Jesus. <laughs>